times like this, I want to slip up and say, Kombuchane. But uh, allow me to thank the program director, Ms. Shannon Ibrahim, the Honorable Deputy Minister of International Relations, Mr. Alvin Bottas, the director of the UN Center of Information, Mr. Masimba Tafireika, Her Excellency, the Ambassador of uh, the State of Palestine, Ms. Hannah Jar, Her Excellency, His Excellency, Mr. Kabbalan, who stands on behalf of the Council of Arab Ambassadors, but is also the ambassador to Lebanon, my comrade and brother, Ambassador Ashraf Suleiman, whom I had the privilege of praying with at Al-Aqsa. And may we all soon return to a liberated Al-Aqsa and a free Palestine. Last but not least, let me acknowledge the CEO of Freedom Park, Ms. Jane Mufumadi, all the ambassadors that are here this afternoon, dignitaries represented, our respected members of the media, the honored guests, ladies and gentlemen, and comrades and friends. And for those that I've uh, come short in recognizing, let me say all protocol observed. Good afternoon, Huyemida, Molweni, Dumelang, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I greet you with the greetings of peace, justice, and human dignity for all. Allow me, Program Director, to dedicate this speech to the memory of the finest friendship forged in the struggle between Comrade President Yasser Arafat and our global icon, His Excellency President Nelson Kholikhatha Mandel whose 10th year anniversary of his passing we will be commemorating in a few days on the 5th of December, 2023. Comrades and friends, I am humbled to be afforded this singular honor and must admit that I was tempted in my long list of acknowledgments to recognize the two foot soldiers of Palestine who are no longer with us, but whose presence I feel today. Comrade Ibrahim, Ibrahim and Comrade Aziz Pahad. May their souls rest in peace and in the presence of the martyrs of Palestine from the onset of the occupation and especially those who have joined the ranks of the highest honor since the 7th of October 2023 events.
in the spirit of the United Nations International Day of Solidarity with Palestine, which was first declared in 1977 and then first observed 45 years ago in 1978. I want to invoke the words uttered by Comrade President Yasser Arafat during the period of his visit to South Africa to attend the inauguration of the first president of a democratically free South Africa on the 10th of May in 1994. Speaking at a mosque in Johannesburg, he said these historic words and I quote, the jihad will continue and Jerusalem is not for the Palestinian people. It is for all Muslim Ummah, all the Muslim Ummah. You are responsible for Palestine and for Jerusalem before me, close quote. I am not known for speaking in riddles, comrades and friends, or beating around the bush. So I want to make a few remarks regarding this almost prophetic statement by Comrade President Yasser Arafat and by reminding you what Madiba said on this very occasion of International Solidarity Day with the Palestinian people on the 4th of December 1997 and I quote, the temptation in our situation is to speak in muffled tones about an issue such as the right of the people of Palestine to a state of their own. We can easily be enticed to read reconciliation and fairness as meaning parity between justice and injustice. Having achieved our own freedom, we can fall into the trap of washing our hands of difficulties that others faces, yet we will be less than human if we did so, close quote. But one that I truly want to leave you with today, again from my grandfather, he used to say to us as a family, as long as there is a single human being suffering in the world, our work is far from over. Ladies and gentlemen, the events of the last few weeks have given graffitis to those words of President Arafat, the struggle continues. It continues in Gaza and it continues in the West Bank it continues all over occupied Palestine, from the broken bodies of babies buried under rubble, the horrors of the Holocaust visited on innocent sheltering in mosques, churches, and hospitals, the constant barrage of graphic images on social media platforms, of young children running helter-skelter from cops to cops 
in search of a mother, a sibling, a beloved granny, a genocide comrades and friends, is unfolding in full view of the world. Some choose to turn the other way and remain silent. But those courageous sons and daughters of this world, whom we see on a daily basis coming out in the streets in protest to uphold human rights for all, justice and peace, we want to say the struggle continues. In a sense, it felt unlike anything that we experience under the brutal apartheid regime here in South Africa, and yet very similar. At the height of its military prowess, it was fully backed by the Western imperialism, especially the United States of America and the United Kingdom. No South African can forget the name of Ronald Reagan and Margaret Thatcher. These were completely capable and capacitated in pursuing nuclear capability with the apartheid regime of South Africa. I thought of it it thought of itself as invincible and then there was the battle of Quito Guanabale in Angola and the prospects of freedom in our lifetime became a distinct possibility. Many of us who understand the contributions made by the international solidarity. When you speak of the Battle of Quito Guanavale, we immediately remember our comrades, brothers in arms from Cuba and the role they played for an individual like myself today to be able to speak before you as a free South African. Comrades and friends, it feels like that moment has arrived for apartheid Israel. And as South Africans, we somehow recognize this. Amidst the pain of a genocide, crimes against humanity, and the complicity of the global mainstream media, the intransigence of the Arab world, Palestinians are celebrating their martyrs and spurring on the resistance. Appalled by the crimes against humanity, freedom-loving people in every conceivable corner of the globe have responded in mass protest action 
in numbers not seen since the height of the global anti-apartheid movement in the 80s and the 90s. Comrades and friends, President Yasser Arafat rightly said that Jerusalem is not just for the Palestinian people. If ever there was a moment in history that depicts that reality, it has been on the streets, in the marches and protests and pickets that we have witnessed as Christians, Muslims and Jews, Hindus and people of faith persuasions, non-faith persuasions and workers, students, healthcare professionals and from all walks of life proudly flew the Palestinian flag and colors sometimes in defiance of authorities as at the Cape Town's festive lights, as the pro-Zionist DA acted in true apartheid style in an attempt to silence our voices. They must be silenced by the people's power at the ballot in 2024. The struggle for the Palestinians has rightfully assumed center stage and captures the hearts and minds of all revolutionaries, activists, and academics, social influences in particular. It seems that the world has finally heard Madiba's pledge to Gaza when he visited in 1995 and repeated again in 1997 on the International Day of Solidarity with Palestine that I quote, our freedom is incomplete without the freedom of the Palestinians, close quote. And as President Yasser Arafat put it, I quote, you are all responsible for Palestine and for Jerusalem before me. Our time to complete has come. I therefore want to salute the axis of the resistance, the Al-Qassam Brigade, Islamic Jihad, Hezbollah, Ansurullah, for giving hope to the internal resistance. We must strengthen unity of the oppressed at all levels. We salute the leadership of Qatar for their role in negotiating a ceasefire and opening a way for the humanitarian aid flow. May it pave the way for a lasting justice followed by a lasting peace. I want to take this opportunity to salute the Minister Naledi Pando and His Excellency President Ramaphosa for their unequivocal stand with the Palestinian people and for lodging a charge with the International Criminal Court for the arrest of Netanyahu 
and his cabinet of war criminals. This may be the lull before the storm for the internal resistance, but we as a collective must close rank and intensify our struggle for a free Palestine by isolating apartheid Israel through boycott, divestment and sanctions campaign demanding the release of all political prisoners such as Ahmed, Ahed Tamimi and her father and thousands more that are languishing in apartheid jails. We make an unequivocal call for the right of return of all Palestinians in the diaspora along with the unburning of all political formations, comrades and friends, these were the conditions presented for any negotiations to be held in the Republic of South Africa. It should be so for Palestine. Freedom in our lifetime is possible in occupied Palestine, but it requires a deep commitment to transforming the United Nations and all multilateral institutions of global governance. In the service of Western imperialism, it will eventually follow the path of its predecessors. It's time, comrades and friends, to address the original sin of the Balfour Declaration as the buried bodies of 530 villages massacred are demanding answers, just as the martyred innocent civilians of Gaza and the West Bank are demanding answers. The United States of America and United Kingdom must answer for what sin were they for what sin they have committed and they have killed innocent civilians. They speak the same language as we do, yet the language of the oppressed, the language of resistance, and the language of defiance, and in the end, we shall sing songs of freedom. The world has awoken, and the march for a free Palestine is inevitable, as it was for us here in South Africa. No lasting peace can be built on lies, and to borrow an Orwellian coat, some animals are not more equal than others. As we conclude, comrades and friends, I want to say to the Council of Ambassadors for Arab States, as well as the Arab League of Nations. Palestinians need your support, not just in words. You can learn a lesson from your colleagues in the frontline states who supported our cause here in South Africa. They were far poorer than your nations, yet they stood the cause stood side by side with us and assisted us to wage an effective struggle for liberation until we defeated a brutal apartheid regime here in South Africa. 
I therefore want to say to all the frontline states here in the SADC region that stood the test of time, we are forever indebted to you as South Africans. Comrades and friends, allow me to invite you to honor the 10th anniversary of President Nelson Kholitlatla Mandela's passing and the world, as the world joins us in the fifth international solidarity with the Palestinian on a convention that will be held from the 2nd to the 5th of December, I therefore want to say, let Madiba's words serve as a reminder to all of us that peace and prosperity, tranquility and security are only possible if these are all enjoyed by all without discrimination. We will see you all in the convention as we have invited 150 leaders of the resistance from the Palestinian diaspora to come and engage with us on the 3rd and the 4th and this will conclude with the national march to the union buildings where Madiba lied in state for three days. We will send two trains from Cape Town and two trains from Deben and we call on all political formations, on all unions and worker formations, as well as religious and faith formations, NGOs and CBOs, to come from all walks of life and right across the landscape of our country, including the frontline states in SADC, to be part of this march as we hand over our resolution to His Excellency President Ramaphosa. I thank you.